All right. Uh, before we put a dampener on your face, we put a little bit of a smile there uh, as well. Yeah, some hard related music. Who would have ever thought? You know, I tried writing these down so that I could try and pronounce them, but it's not going to work out um, <laughs> at all. It isn't going to work out. But all I know is that there is that irregular heartbeat. They call it by a different name. Doc is going to help me with all of these. It's a whole group of conditions where the heartbeat is irregular. It is too slow or too fast. One of the two. And they also broken down into the slow heartbeat. I saw this word. I thought it's talking about brandy, but um, <laughs> it's a bradycardia. Then there's a fast beat, you know, which is like a tachycardia, irregular heartbeat, flutter or fibrillation as well. Now, outside of those words, I can tell you that only, not only does it leave the football fraternity in utter shock and disbelief, uh, but all of these heart-related deaths are also certainly the saddest ways to have players promising or thriving in their careers to have their lives cut short. Now, that particular pain strikes you every time, especially from the likes of Mark Vivian Foe, Papi Fati, many others. It's not a pretty picture at all to witness as a diehard footballer. And when you look at studies, they suggest that the risk of footballers dying at the hands of this silent killer is higher than thought. And that is why, to help us understand just what makes even the fittest and the most loved athletes what makes their hearts to stop beating? Do they stop beating? What happens? Dr. Ngoba Tabete joins us again here to break it all down. And if you are a player, whether you're fit or not, whether you're sober living or whether you're reckless, whatever the case is, this is just the right conversation for you. Trust me. So instead of playing your Beethoven from 1902, this is the right time to listen and I made mention of the Bayview Football Club incident involving a young, young teenager, under 16, passed away. Latias Machit is no more. So he's the academic as well as clinical head, Division of Cardiology at Charlotte Mantlage in Johannesburg, the academic hospital, and also University of Vidvatusrand. Dr. Ngob Tabete, good to see you. Welcome, Doc. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. Yeah, I think back by popular demand. We haven't even asked the people to call, and already I see the lines are flashing. It's a, it's a, it's a conversation that is a must. And I think where I want to pick it up from, and we should straight into it, Doc, is the sad passing away of a very young person. As I said, it's difficult to put an age to all of this or a race to all of it. How would one be able to describe if they were looking for answers, a young child like that dying? I don't even know if I can call it a heart attack. True, Rob. This is a sad loss. It's painful for any parent to lose a child. And uh, what's really striking here is obviously the age at 16. And obviously, we're always encouraging our children, our um, students to go out there, exercise, get healthy. And now, boy, oh boy, we get uh, someone dying unexpectedly. And uh, it leaves us with more questions and wondering, should I even be exercising? Confused and perplexed. Yes. Yes. But uh, all in all, all of these things do have answers, Rob. Mm. And uh, so with this 16-year-old, 
just to give a, a broad classification of uh, these diseases. So if you look at the heart, you really have three parts to it. Mm. It's a muscle that pumps blood. In order for the muscle to work, it needs blood supply. And in order for the muscle to keep pumping optimally, it just needs electricity. So three things can go wrong. Either the arteries can get blocked that give the muscle blood. Mm. Either the muscle can get weak or the electricity that moves through the heart can suddenly become short-circuited. And that's when we get what we call arrhythmias. And that's what is most likely at play with the 16-year-old boy. Would there be any way that that could be detected, though, Doc? Because here you've got very proud parents. This was one of the top players. And I remember doing a very sad, sad interview straight after the incident had happened. And it, it, it wouldn't even seem like any of the family members would have been any wiser. They were just very proud parents whose son was out there playing football at an LFA level. And that's all they knew. Would they have been aware? Would they... Other parents maybe find ways, Doc, of trying to figure out if their kids would be susceptible to falling into a space where a heart attack would be the end result. True, Rob. I think uh, often this is, as we've highlighted many times, this is a silent killer. And even in this uh, incident, unless one particularly screens for this, and these are what I call arrhythmic conditions, where you have abnormalities. Unfortunately, we can screen for those um, without doing anything invasive. By doing a 12-lead ECG, um, one is able to look at the rhythm or the electricity movement, the pattern in the heart, and is able to discern whether one is at risk or not at risk. And and if I can just be bold and maybe even controversial, I'd put sure. my neck out and say, you know, whoever is participating in any rigorous endurance exercise, um, professional um, athletes uh, in any sporting code, one does need to screen for these conditions. Otherwise, you really are at risk. And I remember um, about four or five months ago, it was Comrades Marathon, and one of. Yep, carry on, Doc, sorry. Uh, one of my uh, patients came to me um, with a letter from the Comrades um, uh, Organizing Committee requesting him. To actually get clearance, oh. and I was I was uh, uh, impressively stunned because it was my first encounter with such a request. Right. And this was a patient of mine who had hypertension, and uh, I mean I did all the relevant checks, and I gave him the green light to say, "Go ahead, you can go for comrades." And uh, that's what I really would recommend that anyone who runs a professional, um, athletic or sporting code does. You know, screening can prevent these deaths. Now, a lot of people will come out and say, Doc, this might cost a lot of money. Where would I get the money to go and screen? Uh, what does it take? What does it entail? Because they would love to. Because the, the good thing that we're seeing, especially within a social media space, is people getting back to fitness. You know, they're showcasing their lifestyle. Uh, they're getting into boot camps. Uh, you know, th they've got good eating habits and so on. But they don't know what is going on inside. So for me, that is the question is the cost factor. True, definitely. And I think uh, it's good to see people going out there exercising. We promote that. We, we encourage that. Um, and for the average person who goes to gym, jogs, does aerobics, um, plays regular sport, that's great. You're not going to get um, uh, at risk or harmed by that form of exercise. But when you become professional, 
be it at a provincial level, a varsity level, or even at a Premier League level, um, you that's your career. You are engaged in training, rigorous training, mm. endurance training, and that's what increases these risks. And so in terms of the arrhythmic risk, that's very important because, as you noted, this is a 16-year-old who is otherwise perfectly normal. And perhaps if screening was done with the form of a 12-lead ECG, one could be able to actually... Uh, identify certain patterns that are worrying and further investigate those. And in some cases, um, one can even say to an uh, mm. athlete that you are too high risk. Hmm. This is not something you should be doing. Um, you, are, you are putting your life at risk. But do they listen though, Doc? I think we kind of touched the surface of this the last time uh, where the issue around Papi Fati, the former Vids player, uh, was warned by his club, was told that he's got high risk and that he did have heartbeat abnormalities etc but he went ahead and he went and played and ended up passing away i think he was in swaziland when he was uh, playing there so not all the time do they listen to this advice and that's their sad uh, truth rob because yeah. um for many players this is their bread and butter yeah and if you turn them away from uh, what they love and what they do for a living um they have no alternatives so i would like again to be bold and just say um, the clubs, the football clubs, mm -hmm. the, the, the football associations, they have to come and take part in this and uh, be helpful to guide players, to give them insight. Because once a life is lost, it's lost. And uh, yes, you can find alternatives to finding and making a living. Yeah. But once you've lost your life, that's it. So I really challenge um, and request that perhaps uh, even, as I said, provincial, even university level, some form of screening needs to start being done. Otherwise, mm. we're just going to be having these, um, you know, unjustifiable deaths occurring. Oh. All right. I mean, we keep it open. We are live at Metro FM. Uh, the cricket is on Radio 2000. So 089-110-3377 uh, is the number to dial 089-110-2000. You can still use uh, that number without a doubt. Um, it is Marawa Sports Worldwide. We are chatting cardiovascular disease. It is an important topic. Uh, so we'll keep those lines open. Uh, it is conversational. So we're not going to make it formal that you call at a certain time. While we chat with the doc, we'll include your calls as well or your voice notes, 0605842250. Uh, Sipo is in Katlehong. Good evening, Sipo. Evening, sir. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks. Welcome. I am good, thanks. Um, I have a question for old doctor. Sure, go ahead. Um, I, I run comrades and um, I have high, high uh, cholesterol. Right. right. Now, how, how, how do I balance it? Do I have to take medication? Or do I have to eat, uh, eat uh, healthy? How many comrades have you run? I've done, I think, two. Two. And you've yeah. finished both of them? Yeah, I've only finished uh, one. Okay, but you, but I'm just trying to gauge that you, you're a fairly fit person. I mean, anyone that runs the comrades, uh, without a doubt, I mean, you, you would consider yourself as a fit person, right? Co correct, yes. Okay. Doc, I think let's tackle that one while he's on the line. Excellent. Thank you. Great question. And uh, just to highlight again, this is a common misnomer that many of us uh, think that because we go to gym, because we run comrades, we regularly play football, um, etc., that we, we, uh, we are safe. And uh, the high cholesterol in its own, um, yes, some levels can be mitigated by it in terms of you exercising, um, but still... If your cholesterol is high, you need therapy or medication to control it. So 
We have a whole lot of risk factors that put you at risk for atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease and short-term mm-hmm. blockage of your arteries, mm-hmm. hypertension, high cholesterol, being diabetic, a family history of cardiovascular disease. So, sir, I would recommend that you do, yes, continue the running, but definitely you do need to take therapy to control your cholesterol if it's elevated. Um, last question, Doc. Sure. Um, uh, hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Now, I'm trying to figure which one now is it, is it good cholesterol or bad cholesterol that could make your arteries uh, is bumping, yeah? Mm, yeah. Yeah, boss, we we hear that term quite a lot, um, Sipo, and 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 trust me, I also get very confused because they'll say, "Hey, there's good cholesterol, there's bad cholesterol." Yeah, doc, I mean, help us out here. <laughs> Excellent. So, though, I think that's really for the medics to 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 understand well. So, cholesterol is a byproduct which the body uh, formulates um, as it manages lipids or fats. It's also something that you can ingest. Uh, you can get for usually from eating animal fats Um, and so you've got good fats and bad fats and uh, usually those that are good are polyunsaturated or basically plant-based fats and those that are bad are those that are saturated usually animal fats so for you the problem is when we say cholesterol is elevated the drivers of the cholesterol that's elevated it's usually the ones that are bad so it's your low density um, cholesterols that block your arteries and if those are the ones that we can control, that the medication can bring down. So we definitely do encourage you to still eat healthy fats from your olive oils, avocados, etc., and other plant-based uh, uh, um, fats. But the therapy or the medication that we give you is to control the cholesterol that's elevated. So when once the cholesterol is elevated, it's largely driven by the bad cholesterol levels. So it's never, you'll never, it, hardly you'll find a patient or someone presenting saying I've got high cholesterol but it's actually the good cholesterol that's high so when your cholesterol is noted to be high it's usually the bad one that's elevated and that's the one that you need to take medication for to control to prevent you from getting a heart attack and cardiovascular disease okay nice one thank you so much I think well broken down there Um, I've only just recently learned that something that we see every day lucky starfish has you know it's actually a good thing to eat um you know people want to go buy salmon and all these very expensive <laughs> things hey doc i mean i was told would he that one will do the same trick but at a far lesser amount viewer in cape town good evening welcome last week i went to the clinic i wasn't feeling well so i couldn't pinpoint what is wrong right so um, they did checks there, and then they did the the heart rate checks and da da da. Mm-hmm. So I was told that oh, like my heart is beating slow. So I was quite alarmed. I didn't know. I don't know what was wrong. So I'm due to go back now and then to find out. So what what would be, would be the case here? Do they explain about the slow heart rate or the beats? Uh, because I, I know that there's something where they usually call it like a slow heart rate. Uh, the bradycardia the thing that I mentioned earlier, yeah, and it talks yeah. about uh, 50 beats per minute or less. I mean, do you fall into yeah. that category? They they did say that, but I didn't know. I didn't understand. I was quite alarmed, man. So I'm going to go back to them. Too. Okay, Doc. 
<laughs> I know I know it's uh, <laughs> you know when you talk about these things um viewer and 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 I, I say it and 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 doc will know because he's a man that's has saved my life and the reason why I'm on air right now uh, so <laughs> yeah, we've we've shared we've shared many a laugh with him but it's a serious case so when somebody does come through doc and a viewer innocently says hey they say his heart beats very slowly what does that mean Excellent of you. I think this is, uh, again, testament of what I meant when I said screening. Yeah. So here's a viewer who was not feeling well. He wasn't really sure what's wrong. He went to a facility, and I'm certain they must have done an ECG. Uh, that's an electrocardiogram, and that basically detects the movement of electricity through your heart, and it determines yeah. the heart rate. And basically, from evaluating that, they then were able to come up with a diagnosis or conclusion that your heartbeat is abnormally low. Now, there are two forms of low heartbeats. It could be physiological. Usually we see this in patients who are, or p- participants who are very, very super fit. So again, your comrades, runners, your pro athletes, naturally the body conditions that the heart pumps so efficiently that it, can, it needs to uh, work at a low heart rate in order to perform just as much as someone who doesn't exercise. However, you can still have an abnormal heart rate which is too low not because you are actually super fit, but purely because there's something wrong with the electricity moving through your heart. And that may require you to actually get a pacemaker or a watch that actually tells your heart when to beat. So I would definitely um, listen and comply with the uh, recommendations from your health team down there and go uh, back for the follow-up because if yours is actually pathological, meaning it's disease-related, it's something that puts you at risk. Your heart can suddenly uh, 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 stop uh, beating. You can also hit symptoms where you collapse or faint. And all of those put you at risk from having what people generally term a heart attack. So I would definitely say go back and uh, uh, let that evaluation be Mm -hmm. done. But already the fact that they've alarmed it to you, it's a cause for concern. Aviva, just quickly, I've got to rush for an ad break. Uh, Did they do an ECG on you? Yeah, they did, Okay, okay, perfect. So I think it really right. aligns to what the doctor's saying. But do give us feedback, though, of you. It's an important conversation, Baba, and do it very soon because, as doctor would always remind you, when it comes to such, it's all about time. Time right, is of right. the essence. Okay, Baba. All right, all right. we want to have a conversation with you further. So, you know, heed that call, my brother. Heed that call. Nolutando on Twitter says, Doc is such a teacher. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much for bringing him in. Uh, we need this info. A lot of you asking for the number. It's 089-110-3377. You should see the switchboard. My goodness, it is flashing red. When we come back from a break, Cabello in Rustenburg and Nomsa in Cosmo City. Don't go anywhere. Very, very refreshing to see and know how many people are very interested in this uh, conversation as well. 089-110-3377. And, and just to tell you, like I mentioned earlier, Isaac Promise, just 31 years old, the Nigerian footballer who died. It was in October, just last month. He was working out in the apartment uh, complex gym and he passed away in September this year. The son of the former Brazil captain and two-time World Cup winner Cafu also died of a suspected heart attack at the age of 30 while he was playing football near his family home in Sao Paulo. Then there was a 15-year-old, Esco, a football player, who also died of natural causes. And this was also earlier this year. 
He died after collapsing during his football team's varsity game. Transported by ambulance to a health care centre with a serious medical condition. And you can imagine, he was there. Play the game. Didn't go back home. I can go on. Others that are unaccounted for. But they're out there. Dr. Ngoba Tabete is with us tonight. He'll break it down for us. Cabello. Oh, Cabello, please call us back after holding on for so long. He's gone. Namsa in Hi. Cosmo City. Good evening, Namsa. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rob. Um, so I just wanted to ask the doctor. Um, I've been exposed to a few supplements that have an ingredient called resveratrol, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if the doctor has been exposed to that. Give us the name again. Uh, Resveratrol. Resveratrol. Yes, resveratrol. What, what is the supplement that you're using, uh, Um, It's called Reserve, but the, ingredient, the main ingredient in that supplement is called resveratrol. Okay, give us more. And okay, what, what, what happened? Okay, so I know it has um, uh, healing powers, if I can put it that way, um, of some sort, and it kind of reduces um, various um, re- various uh, uh, um, ailments, uh, if I can put it that way. So I just wanted to know, in terms of this um, specific uh, topic that we're talking about, would someone actually um, kind of reduce the risk of them being exposed to such if they were to take um, a supplement that has resveratrol inside, um, inside the, the supplement? And how often do you take it, if I may ask? Um, well, it depends, but um, what they do recommend is that you take it once a day. For you, what is it that you're wanting to improve? Sorry, I'm not, I'm acting like a doctor, but I'm not. But I think it's also important for doc to know that info. Because if you are using it, what were you wanting to uh-huh. achieve? I know people that take supplements, it's either they don't have proper meals throughout the day yeah. and they want to supplement yeah. or go for a workout. What was yeah. yours, Sustamza? Uh, for me, it was more of I had low energy. So I just wanted to improve my energy during the day. Like um, I'd feel sleepy like after 12, probably because of lunch. But um, yeah, I just wanted to improve my energy. That That's basically all. I, didn't, I don't really mm. have any ailments or, or okay. chronic illnesses. But um, I just wanted to, to know if the doctor knows sure. uh, if maybe resveratrol has some uh, effect on uh, the specific topic that we were talking okay. about. Great today. question. Please just to stay on, uh, Sister so if you can. Uh, I'll get okay. Doc to, to attack that one, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Nomsa. Great question. And uh, just to, again, uh, put uh, things into okay. context. So yeah. uh, a lot of the cardiovascular diseases are driven by inflammation or basically your immune system um, triggering and causing injury and damage. And usually when you talk about a heart attack, that's caused by a rupture of this cholesterol blockage in the artery, which then acutely blocks that artery completely. So substances like resveratrol, uh, which are, 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 as we mentioned, it's herbal in nature, plant-based, uh, and yeah. it's promoted as an antioxidant, and it's one of many. I mean, I'll come to natural substances such as vitamin C. Vitamin yeah. C is an antioxidant as well. So yeah. all of these have been uh, promoted and recommended that they help and they prevent, etc., and which is good. So I cannot 
uh, 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 discounter them and say, oh, don't use them. Mm. You can definitely use them. But what I will caution against is to think that that is now the specific therapy that is now going to prevent you from ever getting a heart attack or or some form of cardiovascular ailment. So these are, are the good um, lifestyle um, nutrients that one can get from eating plant-based food, fruits, etc. And uh, now they've ex- been extracted into some form of a tablet or, or, or readily accessible substance you can consume. Um, but still, it's all more about preventing and trying to calm the inflammation as an antioxidant. So it's not specific treatment. So if we remember the first caller who mentioned to us that he runs Comrade and he's got high cholesterol, you know, so I don't want uh, people to think that, oh, I'm taking resveratrol. Mm-hmm. I'm good. You know, I will not. I'm not at risk. I'm not going to complicate. So that's what I, I, I'd say. My take-home message is: you can use your herbal product, but just bear yeah. in mind it's only a supplement. It's not treatment. Um, if you have risk factors, and it it will minimize inflammation, but it's yeah. not going to cure you or prevent you from having um, a, a cardiovascular event. Okay. Thanks, Thompson. Right. But but do go for a check. Eh? I think the the one thing that Doc has been expressing, yeah. and and I suppose given the the background that you've painted for us on air, it just yeah. sounds you know do yourself treat yourself before you the Christmas break and you indulge etc. Just go yeah. for a screening. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it it will yeah. change and put a perspective on a lot of things. Yeah. 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 Thanks so All much, right. Sister Thompson. Thank you. All right. Thank really, you. really do appreciate it. Um, let me see if I can squeeze Uveli in. Uh, in fact, let me take Ufani. Fani is there in Crystal Park. Good evening. Good evening, Rob. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks, man. Good. Thanks for asking. Uh, Doc, how are you, Zoh? Hello, hello. How are you, sir? Good, I'm good. So, Doc, I have, I don't know, should I say similar problems? So, lately, I've, I'm a 26-year-old guy. So, I've picked up weight during the course of the year. So, lately, I've been, for the past six months, I've been struggling with sharp chest pains, so in the middle of the chest and slightly going to the left, right? So this maybe usually happens during the night or during the day, the day when I'm driving to work and back. So I've seen my GP lately and I told them about the sharp chest pains and on my neck, actually, especially on my neck, the left side. Sure, 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 sure. So hey, also, uh, funny. Funny. Yes, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can even hear from your breathing. Can you hear that? No, man. No, no, no. Funny. I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even being funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask them to take your number uh, very quickly. I need to take an ad break. I'm, I'm not even being slightly funny. Yo. Hey. All right. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we do have the academic and uh, clinical head division of cardiology at the Charlotte Matlage in Johannesburg's academic hospital, as well as University of Vidvatisran, Dr. Ngoba Tabeta, uh, who is here with me in studio. Uh, oh, I think every time, Doc, you come here, I get a feeling that we just need to bring you on and on more regularly, uh, given the reaction here. Um, Leratu says, or Lerato, uh, any place where you can recommend where I can do screenings. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where you are, Lerato, but um, yes, in Soweto. Uh, it's, it's basically any, any, any fa- facility. Any facility where they can do an ECG. If they find uh, abnormalities, then you'll probably need a cardiac facility mm-hmm. where they can put a stress test on you or do cardiac imaging. Um, but yeah, even your local GPO or clinic is able to escalate. They all should be having a, a ECG. These are basics. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Vili Sanama, 
or Willie, says that I'm worried about my manager. He drinks two or three Red Bulls at work. I don't know how much he drinks uh, when he knocks off. Should a person be consuming too much caffeine uh, be worried about their heart? Definitely. Too much yeah. caffeine is definitely uh, going to give you palpitations. Uh, it can worsen and complicate uh, when you have your high arrhythmias. Uh, and uh, one should avoid um, um, uh, uh, caffeine. And usually most people who do uh, consume such high caffeine will have symptoms already. Yeah. All right. Uh, George Dijo says, I'm experiencing the same problem like Fanny, uh, seeking advice on how to win this. Now, I know, and please forgive me, Fanny, I wasn't trying to scare you, my friend. Um, you just sounded like I did when I was not well informed about a lot of things. Uh, but Doc has been listening to you. And I uh, think you'll yeah. have a response. Yeah. Uh, thanks for holding on. And, and I'm glad you're still on the line. Yeah. Thank you. Fanny, you told us you went to see your GP. Um, yes. What happened then? What did your GP tell you? So my GP was like, uh, he couldn't pinpoint what is uh, what, what is going on. Because everything in my, my, my blood pressure is actually beating fine. Even my heart is actually beating fine. So the only thing he suggested that I should do is that whenever I experience this surge of pain, I should maybe rush into my nearest hospital, the private hospital, just ask for the cardio section, and then they can determine do the ECG test and determine what is going on because you can't pinpoint what is going on because everything seems fine. Sure. So funny, I'm very alarmed. Your symptoms are uh, ringing alarm bells in my head, and uh, I'm frightened. And I think what you need to do is urgently see a, a, a cardiac specialist. Um, the symptoms you're describing are classic. Mm. You know, the chest pain, radiating to the left, to the neck. Um, it comes, it goes, it's sporadic. It's what we call angina pectoris, which really uh, uh, suggests that it's cardiovascular in origin. So, so that is one of the telltale signs. It's not heartburn. Definitely you need to do something. Mm. Uh, my recommendation is tomorrow you go to a cardiac center and they evaluate you. Um, the simplest thing to do would be to even put you on a, a, a stress test. It's basically like a treadmill at the gym where they connect the ECG leads and they monitor the changes as you exercise. And if you have a, a blood vessel in your heart that is compromised and is about to block, those changes become exacerbated and we immediately pick it up And uh, before you actually have a heart attack. So the body is warning you mm. that I'm not okay. And uh, you've had time. You're very fortunate that yeah. you've had time uh, that you can do something about it and make sure that you address uh, this complaint from your body. Yeah. Would you be able to get yourself... Um, where, where's Crystal Park? Uh, in Pinoni. Pinoni. Yeah. I, I think shop around there, um, funny yeah. if you can, your, your nearest health facility. Um, if yeah. you do struggle, please get back to us. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I walk into Charlotte Matlagi without a problem. I yeah. have no, because I know that in terms of the uh, cardiovascular uh, division, they've got some of the finest doctors here, one of which is right here in front of me in studio. And yeah. uh, I, I, I honestly have no problem in that. It, it's the help that you're going to get when you get inside uh, that is important. And, and that is why I'm not surprised by what Doc is saying. I was just worried because I could hear your breathing. I could also tell from what you were describing because all of these things started to sound very, very familiar to me. And we want to try and help you, Funny. We don't want to shock or alarm you. We want to help you. And we are here 
if you want us to help you any further. Robert, let yeah, me just fine. do funny one better. Yeah. Funny, I'll give you the number for our administrator. Um it's a it's a zero one one four eight eight three six one one. Um and uh you can definitely come through for that uh shield schedule that you, you can get seen so we can at least sort you out. I'm very worried about your symptoms and I think yeah. uh, I would not want you to wait mm-hmm. uh indefinitely and trying to figure a way. So if you don't come right, definitely give us a call. And we'll be able to help you. Give us that number again quickly, Doc. It's zero one one four eight eight three six double one. Three six double one. Three six double one. Okay. Yeah. Rob, I also think you uh, what about the guy who was asking for a number. What, okay. Oh, on, no, on Twitter. On Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. But well, listen, don't be shy. DM, do whatever. Send me whatever. You know, I, I really, we want to help you. And this is one classic example of I don't know, doctor, they call it what spot diagnosis because you, you're physically not here, but you yeah. can able to give us a, an example of what is going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, please, Bob. Please. And, and what's uh, before you go, finally, what's also striking, as Fanny said, he's only 26. Yes, the age. He's only 26. Yeah. And so often a lot of young people think this can't happen to me. Yeah. This happens to my grandparents. Yeah. It doesn't happen to me. And here we are, we've got a 26-year-old who has these classic symptoms. And we are seeing them and we're treating these patients. Mm. So again, just reinforcing that uh, this condition is presenting at a younger and younger age. It is treatable, hey? Funny. It is very, very treatable, Baba. You just have to get yourself there. It's all a time factor. Use that number if you can't get through in your area. We will help you. Whatever. We'll, we'll do what we can. Okay. Be positive now. Okay. <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> You're going to overcome this thing, my brother. Definitely. definitely okay. Yeah. All right. Great Thank stuff. You. Thanks so much to Funny. Yeah. I'm glad he called. You know, I, I really am glad, you know, Funny called because phew, you ignore it and you start to think, yeah, I'm just going to take this. And somebody asked actually on Twitter um, about uh, disparin or something. Uh, disparin and heart. Uh, f- by taking, yeah, there it is. Zulon Dimkiza says, what's the truth about using disparin heart tablets to thin the blood in the artery or to move clots? That's absolutely, uh, actually very true, Rob. When you have chest pain and you're having a a severe crushing chest pain, the one thing that you can do at home before the ambulance arrives, before you get to the hospital, is chew a disparin. Uh, what the disparin does, chew it so don't swallow it. Mm-hmm. That way you absorb it very quickly into your blood system. But disparin prevents the blood products from blocking up the artery. It thins the blood and it has a very quick onset of action. Mm-hmm. So if that's the one thing that can restore blood flow to your heart while you're having uh, this acute heart attack, that's what you need to do. All right, Doc. And just as you leave us, the the plain and simple issue around heartbeats, I know... Taboya, our technical producer, uh, was talking about his being 50 uh, per minute. Is it something people can go by where they talk about a so-called normal adult heartbeat being a regular one at 60 to 100 times per minute? Is that a guideline that people should adhere to? Yes. So so, so with heartbeat, Rob, there are two issues. First is the rhythm, right? So your heartbeat should be regular, beating yeah. at steady intervals. Obviously, as you're exercising, exerting yourself or stressing, the heart rate will go high. But if you are dressed, it should be low. The other issue is now if it's irregular, that's also a risk. It's a risk for complicating with stroke. 
And so you want your heart rate to be between, at rest, should be between 60 to 100. That's considered normal. It should be regular. And when it's irregular and at any rate, that is abnormal. Mm. Below 50, that is also a cause for concern because it suggests that your heart rate is beating too low. Unless, as I said earlier, you're a professional athlete and this is a physiological change or adaptation that your heart has made. All right. A lot of people here. I mean, my Andy was saying that um, I'm going to make an appointment tomorrow with my doctor. I have symptoms the same as funny. I've been on pain medication for the past couple of weeks. Uh, There's also George saying that I'm experiencing the same problems like funny seeking advice on how to win this. I, I hope and I pray that w- what we've told you, uh, you'd be able uh, to fulfill. I think we want you, everybody that's listening to the show to live um, and avoid all of this talk. Hopefully you'll be back soon. I know you're a busy man, especially 2019. Eh? All these conferences around the world. Uh, you're a difficult man to pin down, but um, I think it's your accomplishments. It's the hard work that you do. Um, it's it's the glory that you brought uh, into this wonderful profession that you're in and the dignity and knowledge that you have, which brings us all together. Thank you so much for gracing our studios and giving us the kind of information that we really, really need. Thank you, Rob, and thank you to your listeners. Thank you for the questions. And uh, yes, we will continue to come and educate, share knowledge, and prevent cardiovascular diseases. All right. He is the Academic and Clinical Head Division of Cardiology at the Charlotte Matlaige, as well as the Johannesburg Academic Hospital, one thing, and the University of Witwatersrand. Thank you so much, Dr. Ngoba Tabete, joining us right here on MSW.